Hello and welcome to Teach One. I'm your host, LaTanya Green. I'm here to share some of the lessons that life has taught me. I hope that it inspires you and encourages you. I hope that it truly blesses your life and I hope that it helps you along your path. Let's get started. Welcome back. Welcome back to Teach One. I hope you all enjoyed your holidays. We're all done with the um, winter holidays for the most part, I guess. Um, But anyway, during uh, this holiday break, one of my daughters sent me a video on TikTok. And I specifically wanted to make this episode about this video. It was by a young lady named Miracle Watson. And she was having a moment about parenting. And she said she had three kids. She has um, her, I think it was her oldest daughter that was 10 years old. And she was in tears because of the struggles that she was having with her daughter and feeling like they just weren't getting along, weren't meshing well, and the difficulties of having a child that you don't necessarily gel with automatically. Not saying that she wasn't loving her daughter, but she was having some struggles and she was breaking down in that moment. And so Miracle, this episode is specifically for you, but I hope that it helps any parents out there that are struggling with connecting to their child in a way that they wanted to, but it's not really gelling that way. So she was talking about how feeling like your child doesn't like you. um, And she was saying that she was a young mom when she had her, she was 17. And I too was 17 when I had my eldest daughter. Um, But my particular difficulties did not necessarily come with my eldest daughter, so to speak. But I had some difficulties with my middle daughter in particular. Um, so, all right, Miracle, here we go. When I had my daughter, um, she, from day one, <laughs> she, from day one, she didn't cry, as my cousin would say, she hollered. She was a challenging child from the start, from the start. Um, We went through various phases. Um, When she was a toddler, she would act out a lot. People wouldn't watch her. Family wouldn't watch her. Like, like not even like babysitting just at my house, not spending the night at people's house. You know what I'm saying? But literally, it was difficult for me to even get a babysitter for her. She was being kicked out of daycares, kicked out of daycares multiple daycares. She was a difficult child and I was trying to respond to that and I had to, or I felt like I had to be super strict with her because the leeway that I was able to give her older sister, she would take that and run with it and be gone and be gone and just, it would, it would, go to the extreme. As she got older, um, I had another daughter. Um, They're four years apart. And my youngest daughter, you know, she she's feisty in her own right, too. But 
um, my youngest daughter, I don't know if she necessarily helped my middle daughter to kind of calm down a little bit, but she did in some ways. But my middle daughter was still very willful, very strong-minded, still doing her thing. <laughs> so it was definitely a struggle. And But at one point, my sister, who was living with me, um, said to me one day, you are so strict on her. She's going to grow up and hate you. It was a hard thing to hear, you know, because you want to be kind, of course, to your children. And it wasn't that I was being mean to her, but I realized I could not give her as much leeway to keep her within the parameters of what I was able to, to handle with her. And I thought about it for a hot second. And then I told my sister, if that's what it takes for her to act like she got some sense, then that's what it takes. Now, I'm not telling you that you're not, you're not strict enough with your daughter because I'm not there. I don't know. What I am saying to you, though, is that you have to make up in your mind that you are going to parent your daughter, parent your children, anyone out there, parent your children in a way that they are going to be able to function out in this world. Was I taking a risk as a parent that my daughter might grow up and really hate me? I was. I was taking that risk. But I also knew I had made up in my mind that even when I did not like the behavior that my daughter was exhibiting, I was going to love her unconditionally. And so I started this thing with my kids where I would tell them, I might not like you right now, and that's real, but I'm going to love you every day unconditionally. That there is nothing that you can do to make me not love you. And my mom really did not like that I would say that to my daughters, but I was trying to be as real as I possibly could as a human being, not just as a mother. We are not always going to like things. We are not always going to like the behaviors of other people. And in some moments we might not like them personally. But I told them and continue to tell them and will always tell them that I'm going to love you unconditionally. Always going to love you. So in the video, um, the young lady was saying that she would say something to her daughter um, about like if she was slacking off with her work or whatever. And her daughter would say, so you don't want a daughter anymore. So you don't love me anymore. Honey, I'm going to tell you right now. You come on back with that and you tell your daughter, I love you enough to talk to you about when I see you not stepping up. I love you enough to help you be responsible in doing the things that I'm asking you to do. I love you enough to make sure that you don't just fall by the wayside. Not only do I love you. But I love you enough to care about what's going on with you. And I'm not going to tell you that you're going to have this lovey-dovey relationship with her overnight. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying once you make up in your mind 
that she can't counteract you with, I don't love you, you or you don't love me, or she can't counteract that with, you know, you don't want a daughter. You can simply follow that up with, if I did not want a daughter, you would not be here, baby girl. You would not be here. I love you enough to make sure that you are going to be not just a beautiful woman out here, not just this type of woman or that type of woman, but I'm loving you enough. So when you get older, you will understand that there's more to this world than just how you're doing it. Parenting is hard. It's hard. And she's absolutely right. Miracle Watson, you are absolutely right. It is not just about taking them places and posting pictures about cute little stuff that they do, because I guarantee you 85% of the time, whatever they doing ain't cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. Changing diapers. It's not cute. You know, when they're having tantrums, it's not cute when they're coming into their own personalities and trying to buck up against you. It's not cute. It's not cute when they're having problems in school or when they start smelling themselves and start feeling themselves and got their little preteen attitudes. It's not cute. All that stuff's not cute. But that's the work part of it. That is the work part of it. That is the the I am committed to parenting my child. And parenting is an action word. It requires work from you. I just wanted to embrace this young lady because I've been there. I have absolutely been there. I have been in tears multiple times about dealing with the stresses of being a single parent. For me, I don't know if she's a single parent, but being a single parent and the day in, the day out, when they're bucking back at you, when they're, when they're, you know, not making this an easy road, I've been there on the phone, crying, sitting in the car, boo-hooing to my dad over the phone. I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. Getting calls at work about her showing out at daycares or at school. I understand. I understand your plight. And I'm going to give you not just some help right now. Not just some help in this moment, but I'm going to give you a little glimmer of hope at the end of this. It turned around. It turned around. And it didn't take for her to be a grown up for it to start to turn around. It didn't. It was a long road. It was some years, girl. It was some girl. It was some years. Decade over a decade for sure. But I saw progress. I saw changes. And I was very big on pointing out when I saw her changing, when I saw her making an effort. Not in that moment because she needs to follow through with it. But in the aftermath, I really appreciate how you just did what you were supposed to do and weren't talking back. I really appreciate that. 
I really appreciate that you didn't make that more difficult than it could have been. I appreciate that. And to be honest with you, I also started to do things with my daughters where starting to identify that they needed different things. They needed different things from me. I'm not talking about material things. They needed different connections from me. Now, you becoming a parent at 17 when you didn't even have your own mom there as an example. Dealing with your daughter. There could have been and I'm not I wasn't there, but there could have been some anxieties that you were transferring into that relationship. There could have been some things that you were overcompensating for because of the lack of the relationship that you didn't have with your own mom. And that's not a slight on you. That's just what it was. But it is it is possible for you to go back now and not try to make up for whatever did or didn't happen in the past, but go back now and address it from where you are. If you see that your daughter is trying to, and I'm going to use this word, manipulate you in certain ways, make sure you are being clear with that. I love you. And if you need me to show you that I love you in a way that you feel love, then we can talk about that. We can talk about it. What makes you feel more loved by me? Now, if she's off the rip talking about material things. You can say to her, I, I see that. I appreciate that. But outside of material things, what other ways may, helps you to feel loved by me? You might be surprised at some of the things that she says. You really might be surprised. Because sometimes kids are asking for things like play a game with me or watch a movie with me or cuddle with me or go to go with me to whatever thing I'm involved in. You might be surprised. And it might be a little reality check for you as well. You know that maybe I do need to step my game up in this area. Maybe I need to step my game up, you know, with doing this or doing that. But don't give her a window to manipulate you. But everybody doesn't feel loved in the same way. Everybody doesn't. And when you have multiple kids, it sometimes becomes easy to think that if I'm doing this with one and they feel loved, then the other other ones should feel loved if I'm doing this with them, too. But that's not necessarily the case all the time. And I'm not saying that it, even if she does say something like material things, I'm not saying that you can't you can't do that. But I'm saying you might not want that to be your go to because you can't buy affection. You can go and buy her everything that she thinks she wants. If that's in your your wheelhouse, if that that's what you can afford and, and so on and so forth, you could go and buy a child everything that they think they want and they still realize that they don't feel truly loved by the person that's buying all this stuff. Because it's material possessions. It's not the person. It's not. How many times have you received a gift from someone that you wanted, but five, six years later, you can't even remember who bought it for you? 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, make sure you're making that connection in that area and giving yourself a break, giving yourself those moments. Girl, if you need to break down and cry, you go break down and cry. You go ahead and do that. You go ahead and do that. So you can come back better for your kids in the aftermath. If you need that moment, take that moment. Don't be afraid to do that. People think that you're supposed to just be strong all the time when you're a parent and not have moments where your kids have broken you down. And as my children got older, when they would do little things, you know, as kids do, where they call themselves venting, but they're hurting your feelings, we deal with what you're talking about. But then we also address the fact that I'm a person too, and I have feelings too, and you hurt my feelings. What you said hurt my feelings. You're teaching your kids to be compassionate about other people's feelings as well. They're not the only ones in the room with feelings just because they're little. I have um, a little girl that is in my daycare. Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll know that I have a, I own a daycare. I, um, have a, well, I've been a mediator and a, a family mediator and a parental coach for a very long time, for decades as well. And now I have this podcast, but, um, I have a little girl in my daycare and she said, something to me one day that she was intending for it to be hurtful. Now, it was not hurtful to me in the way she expected it to be, but it, you know, it was something that could potentially have hurt my feelings the way she tried to say it. So in the aftermath, I said to her, you were being very mean and you tried to hurt my feelings. And she just looked at me and I said, But it would not be nice if I said something to hurt your feelings, right? And she said, no, it wouldn't be nice. And I said, then why would you try to hurt my feelings? Why why do you want to hurt my feelings? And she just looked at me. Because sometimes putting a child in that position to realize you're trying to hurt my feelings, but what are you trying to gain from hurting my feelings? What is it you're trying to get? In this moment. So. I don't even know if. That completely translates. To most people out there. But you have to teach your kids. Not like they're little babies. But like they're little people. Growing up. And are going to have to face this world. We want to protect them as long as we possibly can. My kids are my daughters are grown. And I still will go to bat for them every time. Listen, don't mess with my babies because they some grown ladies, but they my babies. And I'm still going to be that protective mom with them. But on the same token, realizing that they're they walk out the door facing the world every day as adult women now. And I it was my responsibility to make sure they were as prepared as they possibly could be. That's. The job of parenting. That's the job. We, even when our kids are trying to get us to do it, when they're trying to get us to just give in to every emotion that they have, 
every desire that they have. That's a dangerous thing to do. Because we have to teach them coping mechanisms as well. We have to teach them how to deal with the world as the world is going to deal with them. And I'm not telling you to throw your baby out to the wolves. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I am trying to encourage you to make sure you are not feeding into the moments when kids just want to just act out and they just want you to give into it. Real life story. Yesterday, matter of fact, yesterday I was at the grocery store with my middle daughter, the one that I was speaking of. And we were walking through the store. This lady comes into the store. Um, it's two grown ladies and a small little boy. He looked like he was probably about four, maybe three or four years old. He's in the cart. One of the ladies is pushing him, not the mom, but the lady that was with the mom. This little boy screaming his head off. Just mommy, mommy, just screaming his head off. Any cart or person that approaches him, get away, get away. He's old enough to be doing this, right? He's about three, four years old. So I had, I was moving my cart forward and I made eye contact with the little boy. He starts screaming, get away, get away. I looked at my daughter who's, she's, she's 30 years old now. I looked at her and she looks at me and I just start laughing. I just burst out laughing because I'm, I'm looking at her. We're, we're making some communication eye contact wise. Like this little boy is tripping. He has lost his mind. Okay. So we're going through the store. We're not even in the same aisle with this person all the time. Now the lady that's pushing the cart, she keeps trying to comfort the little boy showing him that his mom is just like maybe the next aisle over and literally can see each other at some points. So by the time we get to the end, the last aisle of the store, you know how you go back and forth in the aisles, but we get to the last aisle of the store or the second to the last aisle. And they're in the last aisle and there he, you still hear him screaming by this time, his mother is actually pushing him, but he's still hooping and hollering. And my daughter is in the aisle with me, the next aisle over. And I look at her, I say, okay, now that's enough. That is enough. <laughs> because at some point, that's it. Knock it off. You're doing too much. Now you try to cater, you try to comfort, you try to nurture, but at some point you have to cut it off. At some point you have to say enough is enough. I get it. You're upset. I get it. You want this, this, that, or the other, but no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So my daughter and I get over into the last aisle where they are and the mom is pushing him. She's looking in the freezer case. She's like, do you want ice cream? No, no, no. So I'm next to them at this point. I'm not close up on him, but I'm next to them enough where they can see me and I can see them. And I look at the little boy in his face and I said, are you okay? And then the mom covers his mouth and she's like, oh, he just hasn't had a nap. I said, you all right? It's all right. He just looks at me stunned that I asked him that and then just quiets down. And I said, it's all right. I know you're tired, but you can settle down. It's okay. So 
we leave the store and my daughter and I are in the car together. She's like, you think you can just talk to anybody's kids? I can talk to anybody's kids because I didn't harm that baby. I wasn't fussing at him. I, I just was, you know, giving him that moment of, you know, you acting a fool in here. You you all right. You going to be OK because you all right, though. You just settle down, settle down. And sometimes I feel like you have to have that moment of. Not even necessarily checking a child, but letting them know you're doing a lot. You are doing a lot in this moment. We can talk about what's bothering you. But you're doing a lot. I'm saying to parents, when you're faced with your child, with when they're always at the extreme, they're always trying to push your buttons. You can have a moment of, hey, you know what? I get it. You're not happy with the decision that I'm making for your life right now. I get it. You don't want me to tell you to do this, this, that or the other. But you are doing a lot. You're doing a lot. At the end of the day, this has to be done and it's going to be done by you. So you are making this moment worse for yourself. You're making it worse for yourself. I used to tell my daughters as well, when we would have those moments where they were bucking up against, you know, whatever the rules were, what I needed them to do and be responsible in the household. When they had those moments, I would say to them, okay, so here's your choices. You can do what I told you to do and act like you got some sense or you can deal with this punishment. I'm about to duel out and then do what I told you to do. But at the end of the day, you will do it. You're going to do what I told you to do because I need to make sure that I'm teaching you, not you teaching me. I need to make sure that I am giving you the instruction for how to be responsible here, not you giving me instruction on how I should just cater to whatever you want. The choice. And I was, I'm big on this now. I was big on this when they were younger. You always have a choice. You do. And people don't believe that you really always have a choice in any situation. It might not be the choices that you want, The outcome might be the same, but it's how you deal with what's in front of you. If I get up in the morning and I don't want to go to work and I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed and I don't feel good, whatever the situation is, I have a choice. I can suck it up, pull it together and go to work. Or I can choose not to and deal with whatever repercussions come from me not going to work. If that's dealing with a boss who you know, is a, you're not coming to work, da, 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 or if it's less than your paycheck, you deal with the repercussions, but you do have a choice. As a parent, when I was at work and I would get a phone call from my daughter's daycare or from school when she was acting up, I had a choice. I could go to leave my job, go to the school, go to the daycare, deal with whatever I had to deal with in that moment. And deal with the issues with my job because of it, or I could wait until the end of the day and deal with the issues that come with not going to pick up my child immediately from school. You have a choice. And for those people who are on the extreme note out there, well, if you, somebody pointing a gun at your head and and trying to rob you, what choice do you have? You have a choice. You can easily hand over whatever they're trying to take from you, 
or you can fight back and take your chances. You have a choice. We do. We have a choice in all situations. And sometimes the choice just comes on, comes in at how we decide to handle what the inevitable is. So that's what I'm saying right here. When it comes to parenting, it's an action. It's an action word. Parenting is an action. Being a parent is a title, but being parenting your child is an action word and it requires some work from us. And work is hard. Work is hard. Work requires sometimes I need a break. Sometimes I need a moment to just break down myself and just cry it out. Sometimes I need to vent. Sometimes I need to, you know, talk to another parent. Sometimes I need to talk to a parental coach. Sometimes I need a family mediator to get to the bottom of why this connection is not happening. And this is not a plug for my business as a parental coach with PC with LG. But if you need it, if you need it. And truthfully speaking, not even if you're in a crisis moment, because I try to tell parents this all the time. Parental coaching is not for because I'm in a crisis. It's not. It helps that. But it's not for that. It is to help you be the parent that you really want to be with your family, with your kids. That's what parental coaching is for. You don't have to be in a crisis moment. You don't. So that help is there, that resource is there. And if there's one thing, if there's one thing that I always wanted to do when it came to helping parents is I want you to, I want to help you to be able to just have the connections that you want with your, with your kids that you really want. That you really want. No, like she said, she does not want to be a parent that's cool with not getting along with her daughter. Nobody sets out to not want to have a connection to their child that they chose to raise. And I say chose because there's a lot of choices out here if you choose not to be an active parent in your child's life. But nobody sets out to not want to get along with their kid. Nobody sets out to not want to be the parent that they envision themselves being. Nobody does. We all have some type of mindset of what type of parent we really want to be, even if that's not what comes out. And so I'm saying to anyone out there, if you feel like you want to be a better version of the parent that you currently are, or you want to have a deeper connection, or you want to be able to facilitate something that's, that you feel like is missing in your parenting or your connection with your child, no matter where you are or what stage you are. If you're in crisis, if you're a new parent, if you're about to be a parent, if you are a parent of older kids, it doesn't matter. You can still choose to do something different and make it just a little bit better. You can. And if you want my help, I'm here. PC with LG. Please don't be afraid to reach out. 
It's uh, www.pcwithlg.com. And that's not a plug for my pockets. It's a it's a, a legitimate offer to help you to be able to be the parent that you want to be. And my passion for that comes genuinely from my own experiences, not just with my own kids, but with my issues and my problems that came from my own parents growing up. I love my mother and father. I love them. They have both passed on and that love does not come just because they passed on. I love my mother and father, but they came with some issues that they hadn't dealt with either. And that transferred into their parenting and that will happen. If you don't heal from something, it will pass on to your kids. One of the things that um, one of my cousins who said that, you know, my baby hollered when she was born, she didn't cry. She there was another part to that. She said the whole time you were pregnant, you were going through so much and you would not cry about it. And you held it all in. And then that baby came out and she didn't cry. She hollered. She hollered for everything that you did not deal with when you were pregnant with her. Now, some people might believe in that. I personally do. But some people might not. Some people might not believe that you can transfer those type of emotions into your children. But you actually can. What you do not heal from, you will transfer to your children. It will come out in your parenting in in some way. It will come out. And then one thing I, I'm going to tell you, one thing I learned about my daughter, I know the young lady, uh, Miracle Watson was saying, she spoke a little bit about her daughter's sign and her sign about it clashing or whatever. What I actually learned as my daughter got older and I saw more of her personality come out, I learned that the things that bothered me and got up under my skin the most were things that she had that was kind of like me. The things that that from that were of my personality, she has a lot of her father's personality as well. And then she has some things that are uniquely her own. But what I found is that a lot of what came out that I had the most issues with tended to be some things that were personality traits that I had, maybe not to the extreme of hers, but they were some things that that I definitely had. My youngest daughter, the thing that used to drive me crazy with her was her being sassy. And yes, yes, I was very sassy as a teenager, for sure. She got it early. She got it early on in life. But I was I said some things that probably should have got a little backhand. And if I'm being 100, (laughs) just listen, I was sassy as a teenager. But um, on the bright side of this. And I want to give you some bright notes, baby girl. I want to give you some bright notes on the bright side of this. No, my daughter did not grow up and hate me. She did not. And if I can speak for her a little bit, I'm going to say my daughter adores me and I love our connection. I have a connection with each and every one of my daughters and it's very unique and very different for each one. For each one. 
And that's another part of that. You have to remember that even though they're your kids, they are different people and they're going to be different and they're going to require different things and they're going to relate to you in different ways. My middle daughter um, that I was speaking of, her turnaround came around middle school, her real complete turnaround. There was some some changes that happened along the way. You know, I I'm going to say, oh, baby, them them first like. Six years was rough, <laughs> it was rough, it was rough. Them first six years was rough. And then I started to see some changes in her. I started to see some little glimmers of hope, some little transitions. And by the time she got to middle school, it was really a big, huge turnaround for her. And it didn't, it wasn't that her personality had changed. It was that she had learned to use the skills that I was trying to teach her to cope in society. Is she still very willful? Yes, she is. She's still very much that that person. Is she still overly playful in sometimes situations that require a little more seriousness? She can be, but she's learned how to rein a lot of things in. And she is super responsible, super loving. She's extremely giving. She is a person who actually because of what she went through and how she had to learn to adjust things for herself. She now has a business where she tries to do that for other kids. She tries to help them in those ways herself because she went through it. And I had people telling me, teachers, administrators, maybe you should put her on Ritalin. Maybe you should consider that. And I said, you know what? She does not need Ritalin. She needs me to stay on it, to stay with it. And this may or may not be your path in life, but mine is my faith. My faith is something that is undeniable in my life. And so for me, my, my strategy with my children, especially my middle daughter was, I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to pray with her. I'm going to pray over her and I am going to keep my foot on the pedal. We're going we gonna to keep at this. We're going to work this out. It's going to cause me some stress in the moment. It's going to cause me some, some tears in the moment. It's going to cause me some breakdowns. It's going to cause me some moments of I, I don't know what else to do. It's going to cause me some of the moments. But I was going to keep at it because I was determined to make sure that I was going to raise my daughters in a way that was going to help them be productive out in this world. Not with the goal in mind of I want them to like me. Nope. Nope. I love them. I love them. But I was not concerned about if they were going to like me because you liking me is about me doing what you want me to do in every moment, which is also why I am a firm believer in You cannot be your children's friend while you are raising them. I don't have the responsibility of raising my friends. I don't have to discipline my friends. 
I can have a talk with my friends about, you know, if they acting crazy, be like, hey, girl, you good? But I, how can you be friends with someone where it's your responsibility to make sure that they're bathed, fed, clothed? That's not a friendship. That's not a friendship. That's a responsibility for another human being. And you are not responsible for your friends in that capacity. When you try to be your child's friend before they are age appropriate, you're setting yourself up for wanting to or, or needing to always do things that, that are going to make them happy in every moment. Do you want to make your kids happy? Yes, of course you do. Of course you do. Any parent who really is trying to give their children, you know, joyous moments in their childhood and all that. You want them to have these moments of happiness. You want them to look back on their childhood and think about it and be like, wow, I had a great childhood. But part of having a great childhood is not just you getting whatever you want. It's not. My middle daughter in particular said to me that we're, we were going to be friends. And I said, well, we can't be friends until you're over 25. We can't be friends until you're over 25. She turned 25 years old and woke up and was like, hey, best friend. And she still does it today. She still does it today. Her older sister, not really concerned about being my friend. She's like, okay, I love my mom. We have a great connection. We talk all the time. But she don't look at me and be like, that's my friend. My youngest daughter is like, nah, that's mom. When we go somewhere, she's going to pay for it. She's going to pay for things. Now nah, that ain't my friend. That's my mama. She got me. <laughs> so like, she's still in the, nope, I still want you to do for me if you can, when you can, when you want to type of situation. And I'm fine with that. But my middle daughter is like, no, we best friends. And she definitely operates in that way. It will turn around if you are consistent in making sure that you're doing the work and making sure that. You allow yourself those moments of breaking down. Stop trying to just be tough in it day in and day out because that toughness will turn into bitterness if you don't let it out. It really will. You're a human being. You're a person. You have feelings. You get overwhelmed. Kids are not the only ones that get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed and want to have tantrums. We get overwhelmed and we can't just fall out in the floor screaming and hollering. Not that they should either. But we can't just fall out in the floor screaming and hollering. We, we might want to. We might want to. My youngest daughter, she was over, geez, I want to say she might have been like 21-ish. And she had an episode one day. And I said, yo, you having an adult tantrum? No, I'm not. I said, yes, you are, baby girl. You are having an adult tantrum. And it took for her to have a moment to sit back and reflect and think about it and realize, yeah, I actually was having a tantrum. I was having a tantrum. But I'm I'm saying this to you because I want. I want you to feel comforted when you have those moments that it's not just you, it's not, it's not just you. I want you to feel comforted when you are overwhelmed and sometimes you don't even like your kids in that moment. Sometimes you don't like them in that moment. It's okay. You not liking them in a moment does not mean you don't love your children. It doesn't. 
It does not mean you would not open a vein and give them all the blood in your body if they needed it. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you wouldn't jump in front of a moving car for them. It doesn't mean that. It just means in this moment, I don't really like you that much. You working my nerves. You didn't did too much. You didn't went to the extreme. You showing out. You, you overdoing it. And I have had enough. And that's okay. That's okay to reach a capacity that you've had enough for a minute. It's okay. And that's why you need to come back and you make sure you address things and let them know. I love you enough to be on your back about this. I love you enough to make sure you're not just going to do anything you want to do whenever you feel like it, because that's not how the world works. And I'm not trying to set you up for the okie doke out here. I'm not trying to set you up for the fall. What I don't teach you and what I don't parent you in my home, in the home you live in, the world will. And they are not gentle. The world is not gentle. Your kids will not be little kids for their entire lives. Don't do that. Don't raise grown babies. Don't raise 18, 19, 20, 35 year old babies because the world is not going to see babies. I call my daughters my babies, but they are all grown women. But I know that they have to be grown women when they walk out their doors. They can't be babies. The world is not going to cater to them. Because I see them as babies, because I because those are my babies, they're not going to cater to them. They're going to look at them and have expectations for them based on what they're looking at. And that's real. And that is a fact, whether your child has a disability or not. And I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. And this is not a parenting analogy in this sense, but there was a woman that I came into contact with who used to date my brother. And for whatever reason, she had some type of issue with me. I had never had any, you know, um, I never had any moment where we were beefing or, or arguing or anything like that, but she didn't particularly care for me for whatever reason. And, um, she was saying something about me and my sister overheard her. And so my sister is a volatile person in the sense of she like, now nah, I'm gonna tell you about yourself. We gonna we gonna go at it real quick. But the woman's excuse was, oh, well, I'm bipolar and I didn't take my meds. And when my sister was talking to me, she was saying like, well, I don't care if you're bipolar. They got nothing to do with what came out of your mouth. See, the thing is, when we face the world, we face the world as what they see, period. We don't face the world and we have our labels on us. We don't face the world and we're like, oh, I take medication to regulate my moods or um, I have a learning disability. We don't face the world with that stamped on us. So what we say, what we do, how we behave 
is what we're giving the world. And they're going to respond accordingly. They're going to respond accordingly. So when we have things that we know that we are dealing with, it becomes our responsibility to make sure I'm not putting myself in situations where I'm just letting it fly out any kind of way. And then now, now everybody looking at whoever responded crazy because now you're saying I have this, this issue or that issue. I'm not telling you to go out here and treat anybody bad because you don't know what people are going through. But I'm also telling you, you can't go out here and just act any kind of way and think people are supposed to compensate you because I didn't have this, this, that, or the other, or I'm dealing with this, this, that, or the other. You can't go out and cuss somebody out and then think they're not going to feel some kind of way because you say, I'm dealing with this. Same token, you, you not preparing your child to deal with the world as it is, you're setting them up to be in that situation, that type of situation. You're setting them up. Because the world is going to see you a particular way when you walk out the door. You're in the house. You're with family. You're with friends who love you, who know you. They're dealing with you accordingly to how they know what you're dealing with. They're dealing with you on that level. But when you go out that door, that's not how you're seen. That's not what they're looking at. So you can't just go out and just let it fly out any kind of way. Popping off. Thinking everything's supposed to go your way. Your biggest complaint is it's not fair. It's baby, life ain't fair for anybody. You, I hate to tell you this, but fairness is not really a part of the game plan. Fairness is not necessarily what you're going to get. It's not. That's not a guarantee out here. Most times it's not, it's not going to happen. Most times things are not going to be fair. Listen, favor is not fair. Favor is not fair. It's not all about negative things. Favor is not fair, honey. So when my, my oldest daughter, particularly when she was younger, she used to get so upset, so upset. Well, mom, that's not fair. I said, honey, life's not fair. And as she got older, she would come to me and say, well, if you know life's not fair, why wouldn't you want to try to make it fair? And I said, because if I'm trying to make everything fair for you, then I'm setting you up for pitfall. I'm setting you up and I don't want to set you up. I want to see you succeed as a person. And success doesn't come because of the amount of money you make. Success comes at how you're living your life. Are you happy with the person that you are when you look in the mirror? That's the goal. That was the goal for me in parenting. We have to set our own goals for our households, what we deem, you know, what what we deem that we want our households to really be strong on. And for me, it was love respect and education. I'm not concerned about fairness. I'm not because life is not going to be fair. And I don't want you to walk around thinking it is because then you'll be constantly disappointed. 
to anyone out there, anyone out there who genuinely is ready to make that transition, to do what you really feel like you want to do with your family as a parent, do it. Take those steps. Take those steps. Miracle Watson. The video was on TikTok. I don't know if you will ever hear this podcast. I pray. I sincerely pray that you do. I want you to know you are not alone. If you keep putting in the work, it will get better. It absolutely will. I'm so blessed that my daughter sent me this video. And before I decided to do this episode, I asked her, was she okay with me doing this episode? Because a a large part of it was going to be based on my experiences raising her in particular. Like I said, it will get better. She wholeheartedly wanted me to do this. And I'm so grateful that she is in a place where she is completely fine with where she started because she knows where she is. And this wasn't a thing of I made her be this person. She had to choose it. She had to choose to to do better. I could I could dole out, you know, discipline and the punishments and, you know, I could all that those things. But she had to do the work. She had to make the decision that she wanted something different and understand that she had to go about it differently to get it. We're there to instruct them. We can't do it for them. I'm big one even now with children in the daycare. When they get them get themselves in trouble and they want to get mad at you. And I'll say, don't don't be mad at me. I didn't do it. I did warn you. I did talk to you. I did tell you not to do this or not to do that or to listen. You chose not to do it. So you got yourself in trouble. If you want to be mad, you be mad at yourself, not me. I cannot behave for you. I can try to help you to behave, but I can't behave for you. You can't do it for her, but you can instruct her and try to encourage her and try to help her um, do what you're asking her to do and remind her along the way. I love you. Even when you're in trouble, I love you. Even when you are working a nerve, I love you. And it's okay for them to know they're working a nerve. You are not indestructible. You have feelings. But I'm going to stop here. And I'm going to remind you that when you do the job, when you put in the work, the reward is such an overwhelming blessing. Such an overwhelming blessing. And there was one Mother's Day where I was at work and this song came on. And, and I hope I get the right artist. I want to say it's by CeCe Winings, 
Winans, but the song is it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. It came on and I was bawling because that's true. It's not easy being a parent, being a mother, being a father and being an active parent in your child's life. It is not easy, but it is worth it. Thank you for joining us on Teach One today. And I believe in you. And I know that you can have all that you want for yourself and your family. You can have it. Don't ever stop working for it. Working towards it. Be blessed and enjoy your family.